Now, I think that you guys know me that I pretty much live in blue jeans. If you've seen me, there's probably, it's rare that you see me in something that is not a pair of jeans. They might be pink, they might be blue, but they're still a pair of jeans. Um, and a good pair of jeans goes with anything and is there for you anytime. So yes, I am a jean believer. <laughs> I had a prophetic word spoken over me uh, about a year ago and uh, the word was, just as a pair of jeans uh, tends to fit us well, so God has a ministry perfectly designed for you. So when I read this little title, I chuckled. Because I'm like, Lord, you know me so well. But there's another word that I am very, have a strong attachment to, and that is the word friend. I love that word. So before I begin, let's pray. Father God, I just ask now that you would come with power. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would just move on us right now. Thank you. Thank you. I pray for a spirit of peace to come over our minds, that we could receive the word that you especially have for us. And Lord, I pray for grace to come. That was what you told me to pray. And so I release your grace on your daughters, that abundant grace. Holy Spirit, guide me through each word that you have for me to share. And punctuate it, God, with your power. In Jesus' name, amen. As a child, I had a best friend named Elizabeth Bowser. And Elizabeth Bowser was two years younger than me. She lived around the block. And uh, I loved Elizabeth Bowser because um, I was a very imaginative child. I loved to imagine things. And uh, kids my age didn't have imagination. They didn't like to play my games. They didn't like to believe there were other people. They didn't like to do any of those things. And I loved Elizabeth because she would come over, she would knock on my back door, I had a, a window and she'd be peeking through and I go, she'd come in and um, I was a latchkey kid, although at that time that's not what we were called, but my mother worked for time so I was home by myself all day, so Elizabeth would come by nine o'clock and we would just stay together till like five and her mother would call and say, Elizabeth, you need to come home for dinner now? And so then that's when Elizabeth would leave. And, um, but Elizabeth moved after fifth grade. And um, as the Lord and I talked about what he wanted me to teach on, he reminded me about how hard it was for me to have friends. And um, after Elizabeth left, you know, uh, I grew up and suddenly, you know, imagination is not the thing that holds, you know, friendships together anymore. And I discovered that having friends was finding them. And keeping them was a challenge. But I tried. I tried. I tried to the best of my ability to do it. And as I, I looked back, you know, the Lord sitting and I were sitting there and I'm looking back and, and I'm thinking about the people that have come into my life over the years. And, and I had a, a, a realization. I realized that I actually did have people that considered me their friend. The problem.
problem was that I didn't know how to be close to them. I didn't know how to do it. And so when the relationship would be going along, it'd be great, and we'd be friends, and we'd be laughing, and if they needed prayer, I could be there for them. But see, if something came along where I, they hurt me, or they did something that disappointed me, then I didn't know what to do. And so I would pull back, and I would pull back. And eventually, the friendship would fade. It'd fade. Anybody have that? Yeah? And so um, I have this litany of friends like that, you know? The, and, and I opened up a, a box. Uh, I, I had a, a basket, actually, because I'm a basket person. And I had a basket full of uh, all these notes that I had been saving. And, and, and there was notes from people that I couldn't even remember who they were. And, and, the, and the words were so, like, encouraging and comforting. And, and I just sat there going, wow, I really... I really missed something here. I, I, I didn't see this. I missed, I missed this point in my life. But I had to. I come to a place now where I had to learn how to trust people. I had to learn how to trust my friends. And I had to practice trusting my friends. I had to practice and I had to keep on putting myself out there. So, for example, say I'm doing a longer burger event at my house, and my really good friend, at that time, I was, I was waiting. I'm okay. My event starts at X amount of time. One hour before this time, I know this friend is going to call me and tell me they can't come. I, I can predict it. It's, it's happened to me several times. Sure enough, one hour Oh, Marty, I'm just, I can't come, you know, things are this and that, and I forgot that I had this and that and whatever, and I'm so sorry. Is that okay? Well, in the past, I would have said, yeah, that's, that's fine. And I hung up the phone and go, she always says that to me. You know? So this time I said, no, it's not fine. I said, you always do this to me. Always wait till the hour before. And I said, I need you to be here. I need you just to be here. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll be there. I was like, I was in a daze because this was not like my victory days. These were not my victory days where I go, yeah. I was like, wow. Okay. 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 That worked. That worked. And I, and I felt, I felt this assurance coming over me that I could do this. I could be a friend. I could have friends that would be there for me. And so I was like, I have to, I have to keep going. The wonderful thing that has come out of that is God has blessed me with some wonderful friends. Now I'm going to tell you people, it's not easy to be my friend. Okay, those of you that know me, it's not easy to be my friend. I'm always on to something. I'm always doing something. God's putting me out on a rock somewhere. I'm out in some boat somewhere. And, you know, I'm having some vision about this and some challenge about that. And if, if I come to you and I say, I was sitting with the Lord, <laughs> and that's, 
are my children, and they start to get stressed. And Brie goes, oh, no, Mom, what, what, what? And I go, well, I was sitting with the Lord. And I go, what's the matter, Brie? Because, Mom, every time you're sitting with the Lord, it involves us. <laughs> so I know, I know it's hard to be my friend, but I am so blessed by these courageous friends that I have that are willing to believe in my imagination and the things that that God has given me vision for and all of you friends of mine that pray with me and stand by me and just kind of go, I don't know what to tell you, Marty, but I'm here for you. I'm blessed by you. But I got you because I had to practice. I had to practice trusting you and letting you into my life. I had to practice that. All right? It wasn't like just God goes, oh, you want a friend? Here she is, perfect, wonderful, faithful, loyal, devoted. No. No. He taught me how to be that friend. And the amazing thing is that I never actually get to sit and go, you know, God, see her over there in the corner? I'd like her for a friend. He doesn't give me that choice. He brings these people and and then they... He just plops them in there, and I'm like, wow, I discovered them. And, and they're just such a joy and such a blessing. I love my God for that, the creativity of it. And he always brings me those people that are solid, because I like solid friends. I need bookends. And as I was sitting there with the Lord, sitting with him and thinking about my past and thinking about tonight and, and, and talking with you, he asked me this question. He said, when did we become friends? And he caught me off guard. But I was touched by his ability to be so intimate with me. He's just right there with me. And so I, and then I started thinking, you know, my imagination starts going and I start thinking. And, um. And this is the point that I want you to take and put in your pockets. Is that friendship with God is a powerful theme in scripture. Friendship with God. As I sat there with Jesus and we're thinking about tonight and talking about me. And he brought it back and says, okay, so when did we become friends? And I love that. I love that we talk like that. That's our relationship. I love that. And if you start in Genesis, in Genesis 3.8, I love this too. It says that Adam and Eve could hear God walking in the garden. They could hear him. They could hear him. They knew, even before he got to them that he was coming. See, God was friends with them. He was their friend. Second character that I just absolutely love and I want to meet is Enoch. And that's Genesis 5.24. And said, basically, Enoch walked with God. He was no more. God took him. 
God loved that man so much, he couldn't wait for him to die. He said, I got to have you with me now. Forget this. I am not going to wait for you to do this and wait for you to do that. I don't even need for you to have a big plan in your life. I love you so much, I'm taking you home right now. Let's go. I want to meet this man. You know? Because he walked with God. He hung out with God. He was God's friend. In John 15, 15, Jesus calls us friends. A friend is someone that we have things in common with. We enjoy doing things together. We have the same interests. So those of you that, like me, you know, have a hard time with those friends, you may be overlooking a really, a really, really good friend. You may be missing out on a, on a very, very special friend. Jesus is so, he's such a good friend that he has to leave. And he says, but, but don't worry. I'm sending you another friend. You're not going to be by yourself. And we get the Holy Spirit. Really grasp the word friend like never before. Really want you to get a hold of that. Because I know that every single human being in this room has longed for a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I know that. I don't know if you're familiar with Anne of Green Gables, but she has a little term that I like, kindred spirit. And so I think we've all longed for a kindred spirit. And I love it when I find kindred spirits. I, I love when I can be with them because all, all, I can just be all my various multiple personalities that I have, I can be all of those people with that person. And it's, and it's, just, it's just wonderful. Now, if you're familiar, I think it's Gary Smalley, the five love languages, you familiar with that? I don't recommend many books as a therapist, but that is one book that I will recommend because I think it, it has good information. I think it gives you a good metaphor for some things in your life. And so my, my, my love language uh, is quality time. That one works for me. If I hang out with you and I never talk about myself, I never say anything about myself, never give you any information about myself, I am not feeling safe. That's just FYI for some of you. You can put that in your pocket so now you know, okay, Marty, you're not talking about yourself. You're not feeling safe. Call me on it, but that's the truth. That is the truth. I can be very sociable. I have good communication skills. I can attend to you. I can look like I'm pretty confident and da-da-da and handle everything. But if I do not get a chance to talk on you, to you about myself, I will not feel known by you. I will not feel safe. It's very key for me became so key that I had to practice, practice, practice doing that. You know, I'm not close to this sister. Oh, I have to work on talking about myself. Instead of going, okay, she never asks me a question. She never cares about me. She never wants to know. I have to say, I, I have to take a deep breath and say, okay, so, um, oh, and share something personal. That's what I had to do. 
And that broke a lot of ground with my oldest sister. Now I feel very, very close to my sister. But when my mom died, I was not close to any of my sisters. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm not close to any of these people. But I had to start. I had to start. okay, I got to open up. I got to talk about myself. I got to put myself out there. And it worked. And I have a great relationship with her. Now, I am like this with the Lord. I am so cocky about that because any of you who prayed for me, you know that. Right? Yeah, I can see the heads. You know that. I am so loved by God. I have the favor. My life is hell in a lot of ways, but I am loved by God. And that is an amazing, amazing, amazing gift that I have that keeps me alive and well and going. There's moments there where I'm pulling out my hair and I'm going, God, where are you? But whenever you guys pray for me, you're like, yeah, Marty, you're on a rock out there in the wind and the storm, but the Lord sure does love you. So I go home, I'm like, okay, God, here we are. But I do. I do know that. Now, I didn't always know that. I wasn't always confident about that. Didn't always feel that way. For me, God was like a judge. Actually, to me, God was like a Yoda. I wanted a Yoda. Train me up, God. Put me in shape. You know, I wanted a Yoda. Okay? I watch that movie and I go, that's what I want, a Yoda in my life. My girlfriend says, only you would want that. But, but God came closer than a Yoda. He came closer. And so when Jesus asked me, he said, so when did you and I become friends? I said, well, first of all, when I got healing, it was the Lord, and I felt the love of God, and I felt the presence of God. And I said, so I knew it was God. I said, it wasn't you right away. But I know, I know when I discovered you is when I started to sit alone in my bedroom and say, you're going to talk to me if it's the last thing I do. I am not getting up from here until you talk to me and you tell me something. (laughs) And that's where you would find me. Right, girls? That's where you'd find me. And I would sit there and say, God, you said that you communicate. You said that you're a relational God. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear you right now. And guess what happened? I started hearing his voice. I started hearing his voice that anything that you read in my book is what I heard from him. Everything in here. There are 17 years of listening in this book. It's, I read it and I go, my friend, I said, you're going to buy my book? She goes, buy that book. I've lived that book. <laughs> but that's how I became friends with Jesus, is by sitting with him, talking to him about who? Myself. I didn't do a lot, a lot of petitioning at first, people. I wasn't interceding for anybody, all right? You were not on my mind at that time. No other human being was on my mind. The only person that was on my mind was me. And I wanted to have that relationship with God. 
I wanted to have it so confidently, so strongly, so passionately that I would sit with him. And I would write my question on a paper. I said, okay, that's my question. Now I'm listening. And I would wait to get an answer. And then I would write the answer. I said, okay, God, is that you or is that me? Because I don't know. And I would just, I, would just, I said, okay, I'm going to believe that's you and I'm going to go out and do it. See what I'm saying? It's hard to be my friend because that's how I live. That's how I live. <laughs> but I do. I do. I decided I'm going to trust God. Now, he gave me a wonderful, wonderful verse that I said to him. You should not have given me that verse because I am now taking you on it. And that's Jeremiah 33.3. Okay? When he showed me that verse, I said, okay, okay, I am taking you on this. I am taking you on this to your word that this is what you're going to do. And he says, call to me and I will tell you great and mighty things that you do not know. Okay, I am a freaking counselor. Do you think I want to know things that I do not know? Okay? It changed my life. Because it was like, okay, God, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? What do I say to this person? What do I do with this situation? How do you want, how do you want me to feel? What do you want me to wear? What do you want me to buy? I, did not, I, don't, I don't like making mistakes. I don't like do-overs. I want to get it right. So I would ask. I would ask him about anything and everything. And frankly, I forgot about you. I never even thought anybody was asking him any other thing. I didn't even think other people were asking because I was taking his complete attention 24-7. You know that, that the scripture come boldly into the throne of grace? I didn't even come boldly. I just walked in and it was just, it was just my world. As you know, the Holy of Holies, that's just my room. That's where I hang out. I don't come in with, you know, I'm like John F. Kennedy's son underneath the desk. I mean, it's just, this is just life. I love it. There's nothing like it. Now, I was 27, 31 years old when I figured this out. When my girls were coming up and they're getting, you know, under 18, I said, okay, guys, you can have what I had to wait forever to figure out. You can have that now. And I said, it's going to be awesome because you don't have to be stupid. You don't have to make mistakes, you know. You don't have to walk around like, oh, God, what's your will, you know. You can hear it. You can know it. I'm serious. They, they would get mad at me because they preferred they go, Mom, can you ask God where my turtle is? Like, yes, I'll ask God where your turtle is. I pray. I go, okay, the Lord says it's fine. You don't have to worry about it. You'll find turtles in the morning. Bree would be like, okay. She'd be all happy. The Lord said, don't, don't tell them anymore because I want them now to come to me. And they got mad. I can't hear like you. I can't do this. You're a counselor. You need to be telling me advice. You're the spiritual person. And I'd be like, God, now what? Goes, it's okay. He goes, I'll speak to them. Like, okay. I'd be like, agree with the turtle. And he would. He would do it. My little rugrats, they hear from the Lord. Mm -hmm. So I'm not telling you something that's like, 
you know, special. This is for you. This is what God is asking me, telling me, directing me to, to tell you. He wants to be your friend. He wants to tell you great and mighty things that you do not, that you want to know. What do you want to know? How much do you want to know? How much? Sometimes I pray, I say, what is it you want to ask the Lord? Oh, fine. I go, you don't want to ask anything, Lord? No. I'm like, cats, what's wrong with you? I want to know everything. God has to finally say to me, we're done. I literally get this. We are done for today. I get that. Go. <laughs> and then I go, okay, I'm going. But I do. I get shushed. Shushed. I'm telling you people, we're like this. I want you to have it. I want you to have that. So I feel the most myself with God. I, I, I don't feel any self-consciousness. I don't feel any awkwardness. I don't feel any limitations. I don't feel anything. I can just be myself. There's no one. There's no human being I can feel like that. Even my daughters, who I love dearly, I can't be like that all the time because they have emotions. And they're not always on the same plane with me. But God, he doesn't have any defense mechanisms. He doesn't have any of that stuff. So he's totally there for me. It's wonderful. I'm inviting you, drawing you into this relationship that is just for you. What you're trying to beat out of that other person, that you're trying to beat it out of your husband, you're trying to beat it out of, you know, Stop beating it out of them and go where you can have it. And then you ask him what to do about that person that you're trying to beat things out of, and then he'll tell you what to do. Yeah? That's one of my favorite things when people say, Marty, as a counselor, Marty, so I really, just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. I said, okay, I'm going to tell you what to do. Ask the Lord. No, 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 no. I mean, like, I need some principles. Uh, give me a book to read. Give me, I said, just tell me what to do. I'm telling you what to do. Ask the Lord. And they look at me like, oh, you're so frustrating. And I, they leave and I go, God, they're so frustrating. There was a point where I was feeling so dependent on God that I thought I was mentally ill. I was like, okay, God, I'm not even thinking for myself anymore. I don't even, I don't even have my own thought. I wake up in the morning, what do I eat, God? You know, I, and I said, is that okay? He said, yes. That's what it means to abide in me. You don't know where you end and where I begin. We're one. I'm like, okay, I can live with that. Okay? So, there is something... And Darla's really good about it because she's like, I know, Marty, that you're listening to the Lord. She's really careful, you know, about what she says to me because you'll tell me something and you'll give me something. I say, okay, I'll ask. And sometimes your advice is like really wise and wonderful and good and great. And then I have to go sit with the Lord and I say, Lord, this is really good and wise and wonderful. The Lord says, nope, that's not what I want you to do. Like, okay, I have to come back and say, I can't do it. That's not what the Lord has for me to do. So you see how hard, it's so hard to be my friend? <laughs> it's hard. So a long time ago, this is a phrase, and I want you to put this in your pocket. 
And this is from Leanne Payne. And the phrase that she gave me was to practice the presence of God. So you practice the presence of God. And so throughout your day, as you wake up in the morning, as you walk and you do laundry, as you do all these different things, everything that's going on, you're practicing the presence of the Lord. Not the kind of presence like, would Jesus, what would Jesus think if he saw you doing that right now? Not that kind of a presence. The presence of a friend walking with you. If you've seen the Lord of the Rings, and I don't know if you haven't, but I love the relationship of those little people, Frodo and, 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 and yes, because Sam is devoted to Frodo. I mean, devoted, devoted. Okay, I'm not just calling friend. I'm calling devoted. And I love that. And that to me is Jesus, devoted. That even though you're off there walking by yourself, he's still like walking behind you. He's still kind of going, watching what you're doing, looking devoted to you. Practice the presence so that you can experience Jesus walking side by side with you. Practice putting your arm. I want everybody to get an invisible little arm and link your arm with the Lord. Because, come on, do it. I want you to feel that so that you can sense what it's like to join with God. And not that he's just, you're real super spiritual. He goes, yeah, he's there. No, because if he's just there, he's probably not there as close as he would like to be. Do you ever feel when you're praying, do you ever feel God's hand on your head? Do you ever feel that? Do you ever feel when you're praying, God just coming and putting his arm around you and you just feel held? Have you ever had a night of fitful crying and you're terrified and you're dismayed and you're crying out to God and you're crying out to God and you feel him come and hold you? If you haven't had that, that's what he wants for you. That's what he wants for you. Have you ever laid in bed and you're just so anxious and so distressed and you put your hand out and, and you know he's holding it? You feel it. It's not just in your imagination. That's what he wants for you. That's what I'm talking about. See? That kind of a closeness. Not like there, not like whoa, but here on you, with you, part of you, concrete, experiential. That's what he wants. That's what he's asking of you tonight. God wants to be your friend. Use your imagination because he gave it to you to practice him being here because you have to use concerted effort. Remember what I said about practice, practice, practice? You have to practice, practice, practice. And then trust him and tell him and open up to him. And I, I, I actually encourage you to speak out loud to God and tell him how miserable you are, how scared you are, how overwhelmed you are, how happy you are, how excited you are. I like it when I can ask God, can I be confident about this? You can be confident. All right. You know, I love that. But speak out loud so that that reality of his presence can come into you. You can have that gift. So this week you're going to read about people that were really good friends with God. You're going to read about them. These people worked really hard 
a trusting God in their friendship. They didn't let anything in, get in between them and God in their friendship. And in turn, God did amazing things. One of them didn't get to go through life. He goes, zoop, he went up with him. Another guy got rescued. He got favor. Another, another gal got to see the Messiah. Amazing things. God blessed them with favor. Good things. But I do know that for some of you, there are things that have happened in your childhood that makes it hard for you to trust. So even though I say this to you, and even though you go, yes, Marty, I want to trust him, I know that it's hard and that there's something that's keeping you from being able to do that, something that freezes you, and you've tried uh, numerous times to press in and you haven't been able to. I know that. So I'm asking you that as a, a decision and a trust, Intercession, trust God to come forward right now so that we can pray and break, break that thing over you so that you can move now into that place of experiencing the touch of God, experiencing the presence of God, experiencing and hearing his voice. Because if I have to be honest with you, that no matter how much I preach and no matter how much I admonish, that there are walls that can only be broken down through the laying on of hands, all right? I mean, I can preach and admonish you as much, and you can go, yeah, 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 I want that, and it won't happen for you because it has to be healed. It has to be broken. So I'm inviting you. Anybody want that? Anybody want that freedom? Be courageous. Come forward. We can do it. We can break it for you. Anybody? Let's come. Prayer warriors, come up. Elizabeth, come up. Darla, come up. Lay hands on our friends here because we are going to break. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you, God. I ask that in the name of Jesus that you would come against, Father, principalities and powers that have worked against these women through their families, God, through the generations, Lord. And we break it now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I ask, God, that any demonic force here, I command you to release these women now. You have no authority in their life, no authority in their life. And if you even touch them, I will command you to be tossed into the abyss. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. There it comes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Father, I ask that you would now come and find the spirit of these women, God, where it's been in hiding. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come now and that you would reach for them, God, and that you would take their hand and you would draw them into the light, God. (gasps) Draw them into the light, God. That they would catch their breath, that you would fill them with the spirit of God, life spirit. Let it come now. Let it come, God. Let it come now, God. Thank you, God. I break, Father, the wounds of abandonment. I break the wounds of rejection. I break isolation in the name of Jesus. I break abuse in any form or fashion that it has landed them. I pray against persecution that has happened on them, some of them since childhood, God. Holy is your name, Father God. Holy is your name. 
holy is your name ara sholari ara khati selari ara khari ara olari ara khosi lari ara khati telari ara olari thank you god let your power there it is thank you jesus holy is your name Holy is your name, God. Father, I ask that in the name of Jesus that you would break rebellion in any way that these women practice rebellion, God, in any ways that resist you and they say no to you, God. I come against that demonic presence, Lord, and I ask, God, that you would now release the ability to respond, that they would be able to say, okay, God, okay, I'm going to do it, and that they will now notice that they can, that they can move, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And now, Lord, there are some here that you have specific assignments for them, God. And so I ask, oh, Lord, girls, put your, put your hands on their ears, God, that they would be able to hear your voice now so clearly and that the demonic voice would be shut down, but that your voice would be very, very clear. Let it come now with power, God. Let it come with power. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. I thank you, Lord. And now I release a spirit of truth. Thank you, God. I release a spirit of wisdom. I release a spirit of knowledge to know you, God, to know you. Holy is your name, God. Holy is your name. And any of you women that are praying for these gals, if you have a, a word of knowledge or a prophetic word, feel free to share it with them. Anything that the Lord may be showing you, go ahead and, and feel free to, to talk to them. Holy is your name, God. Holy, now I ask God that you'd come, Father, and that you just move on all of us. God, that you, I thank you that you want to be our friend. I thank you that you are so passionate about that, God. And I thank you that you understand what it is that keeps us from being your friend, Lord, and you have mercy on that. Lord, draw us, draw us, God, so that we would all enjoy, enjoy you, Father, your presence, and that we could get amazing revelation, God, from you. Amazing revelation. You will tell us great and mighty things that we don't know. And that we'll be just scurrying around saying, you know, the Lord told me this, the Lord told me that. That we will just be rejoicing in that, God. Holy is your name. Seal this work, God. Do not allow the enemy to take anything back. We claim it. We claim it with the blood of Christ. And we seal it in his name. Amen. Yes, you girls. Do we have to stop? Do we have to stop? <laughs> Amen. 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 Thank you, Marty. That's a word timely spoken, I think. I know. I don't think anything I know, right? God is good. Ladies, pray. No chatting tonight. Let's pray. Let's pray. Seek the Lord. Listen. 
But let's pray. Amen?